The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. Yo, what's up? There you go, JP. What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new and unprecedented episode of Critical and Thinking Podcast. Ty Barnett. Ian Harris, what is going on, everybody? Yes, and uh, I'm honored and excited because we have multiple guests on again and ian reminded me that we've had two guests on before but this is the first time in our history that we've had three on and um and i'm excited because like i said uh i've I've followed uh two of these people i know them personally we've uh actually actually all three really but uh, i've watched a lot of their posts and so a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today so let's give it up for our guest uh jp justice uh Hey, do you got a baby filter on your face? Oh, that's what that, I thought I was just being youthful. I'm sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you got a baby. I was like, man, you look like 15 years old. <laughs> I was about to say, you look a lot different than your picture. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and say cool, uh, Ali, am I saying that what's right? Up, everybody? I'm saying that right. Okay. Uh, and Tracy, what's your last name, Tracy? Uh, Barkley. Barkley. Okay. Clyde so Charles. All three of our guests. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining the show. Um, hopefully, you guys know what we talk about. We're we're all mostly comedians here, and uh, so we all kind of got stuff to talk about. But we also talk about heavy topics as well. So, welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you for being here. Indeed. All right. Uh, so let's get let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Uh, I huh. wanted to ask you guys. Um, and then I'm gonna give you just a quick background here uh, on Sekou. He is actually a uh, current officer. Uh, he's a police officer. So I don't want to give any extra details away. Just like when we had Dwayne on, we don't give anybody. <laughs> he's still trying to get. Ain't <laughs> trying to mess that up for him. Uh, and uh, JP is also um, a very funny comedian as well. So uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Let's and, start. And, and 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 funny that his last name is just is Justice. I know. <laughs> you know what's you know what's so crazy about that? When I decide, like I I was I'm very fortunate to have chosen my own name, and I've chosen this name like 20 years ago, but it feels very worthy now. Right. Really. Yeah. So okay, so then let's get right into it in the in the idea of justice. So let's let's get right into that. Because what we're having now, and I, I, I've talked to Ian about this before, and we said what we're seeing now in society is a popping of a pimple. That's what's happening right now. That's why, you, I mean, because we've had our ancestors fight for racial equality and justice and all that. But the difference is we got more faces that don't look like us fighting for us. So we see more people out there on the streets with the signs and, and you know, I, I, as a matter of fact, I just drove past like about eight white people protesting by themselves. It was just eight people on a corner by themselves. And honestly, I felt bad because I had errands to run and I really couldn't get over there to help them <laughs> do, do the protest. So, but then when you got over there, they were like, these masks have to come off. And you're like, oh no, wrong people, wrong protest. So, <laughs> so my question to, to the whole panel here and anybody can start whenever they're ready. Do you all see a difference in what is happening now in the fight for equality and justice as opposed to when our ancestors had to deal with it? Anyone can start. Um, I would say for me personally, since I've actually worked some of these protests, that uh, 
it's a little strange that, you know, when you got white people yelling at you, Black Lives Matter, when you're a black cop in uniform. That's... <laughs> I thought you were post about that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like, you know, like, uh, like, like, I'm like, you expect me to disagree? Like, you know, 100%, like, I'm down. You know, let's go. Let's make a change. Let's improve it. So I know from a personal perspective, it's very interesting. Well, it's, it's funny because I, I wrote a I wrote an article and as comics, anyone here is a comic, we know that, you know, I'm not going to get into people who talk about cancel culture and all that bullshit. Uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of both sides of, of that. But you always notice, at least as, as a white comic, if I do any jokes that are remotely not PC, it, it's always the the overly woke white people that get upset. Right. It's <laughs> it, it's It's never like. You know what I mean? It's never anybody else that gets upset. If I mean, obviously, white person. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not up there doing like like racist jokes, or I'm not up there doing like homophobic jokes. But it's like nowadays. I remember I was in Seattle. Last time I was in Seattle, I did some joke, and it was about, you know, it was it was about police shootings, and it was a it was obviously an anti. It was it was a pro black joke, right? And and it was it was a little politically heavy, but it was funny because it was about. It was Seattle, so there was five black people there. Um, and uh, they, they, there was like the, the couple, there was two couples, and they fell off, literally one guy fell off the chair laughing. And all the white people went, ooh. And I'm like, Wait, why are you upset for the people that are, <laughs> that, are, that are laughing at this? Like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of weird where we got to be upset for everybody by proxy. We just, it's cool that there are people out there doing that. But yeah, at the same time, I think I think we we overly woke white people sometimes go a little too far. A little too far. Hey, same yo, thing on me. I'm, I love that phrase. <laughs> go ahead, Tracy. I've noticed, oh, I've noticed the same thing. I'm a I'm a lesbian, and I'm also a comic as well. And I have a couple of jokes where I talk about how insanely long the LGBTQIA you know acronym has gotten, and right. that I'm. I don't understand what all the letters are. And I, I said, I didn't even know what pansexual was. And somebody in the audience screamed, it means, you know, you're open to everybody. I said, I will, if you're pansexual, stay out of my kitchen. I mean, I was just, you know, going from the pan thing. And yeah, it was all these like really woke, liberal, like, liberalist, like white people that got upset with me. All the gay people were just hooting and hollering and thought it was the funniest thing ever. And they got upset with me. And I'm like, I, I'm gay. But I'm also old, <laughs> so I'm also Gen X, and you know I grew up when it was just LGBT. So it has grown exponentially since I was in the fight. So. Wow, I, I I knew it when it was just gay and gay. I, knew yeah. it, I knew it when it was sissy. How about that? You know, sissy. You know, What's like you know now? Was it Q? Q stands for queer. I was like, is that making a comeback? That was derogatory well, when I was a kid. Well, well here's you the know? thing. Here's the thing I don't get about the Q because I've been told the Q stands for queer. I've also been told it stands for questioning. Queer, I've been told that too. Queer doesn't I, make sense because, okay, if you use the word queer, which people do, like they, a lot of people have embraced it, which is fine. I got no problem with it. If you want to call yourself queer, that's cool. But you can't be, like, LG covers queer. You right, that's what, that's right. Yeah, that's what I, I thought it was all under the same umbrella. But I mean, I, and I get everyone wants their own category. But but I also feel like, and this is why I asked the original question of, do you all see a difference? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, yeah, I didn't I didn't answer my question. I didn't answer the question. <laughs> yet. And I I think that, as you said, overly woke, woke white person. I think in my community, in 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 Sekou and in, in Ta 
talk to me if I'm if I'm if I get a little crazy. Light skinned people aren't really seen to be pro black. <laughs> so when you say overly woke white person, I think I'm an overly woke light skinned black person because I always have to validate my blackness right. with my knowledge. Oh. Well, well, you had Malcolm X, and it's been kind of slow since you know, then. Listen, what? Slow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, I think that I've always had to back up my blackness because my blackness is always in question when something like this goes down. You know, black people looked at me like, like, whose side you going to be on? Like, whose side right. you think oh, I'm wow. going to be on? You know what I'm wow. saying? Um, there seems to be, that seems to be kind of a thing, though. Like, uh, you say, well, since Malcolm X, well, who else? But hey, Farrakhan is the lightest skin dude, I, and that he is. He is <laughs> you're like, whoa! You got, you got. There are a lot of there are a lot of fair skinned black people that are in the sh in the fight, in the struggle, in the, in politics, and all that kind of stuff. And it's sort of like uh, this. That ain't the topic right now. But I just I just want to give you a heads up. So when I speak, I don't want you to go. <gasps> so let me ask you this question on on your question, Ty. You said, "What does it look like now?" And y'all are like, everybody else is in the fight. Imagine your, fav your favorite boxer. Your favorite boxer is doing 12 rounds with one of his hardest competitors. And then all of a sudden, out of the audience, someone else that don't like that competitor jumps in and fights for your fighter, and your fighter wins. Do you credit that fighter, your favorite fighter, for that win? Um, I would say, I mean, yeah, in that specific scenario, that's a, that's a tough one. I said no because that person got assistance. No. So uh, this is the problem that I have right now. And just as you said, Malcolm X, uh, one of the famous lines that I love in the movie Malcolm X is when the white woman walks up to him and goes, I love what you're doing and I love what you stand for. What can I do to, to help you? And he it's says in the, very, in the very humanist way possible, nothing. Sit down, Karen. Well, That's what he said. Huh? <laughs> sit down, Karen. Sit down, Karen. But now, I hold on. That, I hold, say, on. hold on. Let me, let me say this. And let me finish my statement because I don't want it to get interrupted. I say that to say this, black people throughout our time here in America or our time from captive in the transatlantic trade has always looked upon a crutch to help them as opposed to tightening up our boots and doing what's needed. I appreciate the help. I really do appreciate the help, but it, it, it's a sad day right now that no one heard us until white people started painting Black Lives Matter. No one heard us. Okay, but that's you know no, 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 that's fair. That's a, that's a very fair statement to say. But I want to, now when I say this, I want to qualify this in understanding that I, I get your point, but what also is necessary because you use the boxer analogy. Yeah, in that specific case, when the boxer gets help from another person outside, yeah. It's hard to just say just the boxer did that. With what's going on in this country right now mm -hmm. and what has always gone on, if you look through history, it's always been hardcore racist, passive white people, and then us, whether we light-scanned or not. This is one of the few times you're seeing racists on one side white folks that are no longer trying to be passive now because they're like, yeah, I see the shit more now or I want to speak out more. I feel comfortable speaking out about it more. And then us. 
it's unfortunate because you're absolutely right that we need this crutch to help us get over the top. You're absolutely right about that a thousand percent. But if it gets us to where we need to get to, then that's what we got to do. Because let me tell you something. I can tell you this for sure. These races, they don't give a fuck about us telling them that they're fucked up. And can they I tell you something? And, 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 and really quick. Watch this. They don't care hold about on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on one second. They don't care about us telling them that they're fucked up. The only reason they're uncomfortable now is because other white folks are holding a mirror up to them and saying, yeah, you're fucked up. And a lot of times they're saying that to their friends and to their family. And I think that's one of the things that I've seen that's different. Well, and also really quick, a couple things I wanted to, I wanted to, to, to remind you is that don't forget that yeah, I get what you're saying that, that you know, it, it's like the Malcolm X quote, that you have to do it for yourself, for sure. But this, two couple things. One, this, we having too much pride and I got to do it by myself also is going to hold everybody back, number one. Number two, if the system is fucking rigged, use a different, a different analogy. If it's, if, if it's nothing but, but white people or whatever group, I don't give a fuck who it is, running a company and they don't let, they're racist at the top and they don't let anybody else in. They don't let gay people in. They don't let black people in. You're never going to do it. You're never going to get in by being the best, by doing it if, they, if they're racist at the top. So those people have to change. And it might be the people underneath the boss who goes, hey, man, we got to let some other people in. So you, we, we, because it's not just- You need just, an inside man. You need an inside man. And the thing is that we have to change as a society. And, what, and I think to kind of what Ty's point is that it's, you guys aren't the only ones that need to, do, that need to fix this shit. All right, so- no, we, we need to fix us. Yo, I'm telling you, man, and, and, and please believe, please believe me. I got love in my heart for everybody and I got respect in my heart for all cultures, all ways of life. I don't have any bias towards anyone's way of life, lifestyle, culture, anything. I really appreciate it. I traveled the world many, other, many times. This is tricky. This is tricky because then people start looking at me. History has proven to me that the white man's syntax, the choosing of his words are not to be leaned on. So even when you say something like we need an inside man doesn't sound like that's something I should trust. I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. I know the system is rigged. I know this is blah, blah, blah. I know this is, you know what we need to do? We need to do away with this whole fucking system. Right. But my point is that takes the people who are involved in the system changing along with you. That's what I'm saying. It's not that we're doing it for you. You got to do it as well. You see what you said? Changing. I don't believe it should be changed. I think it needs to be eradicated. Well, what point is I'm talking about? I'm talking about mindsets. I'm not going to eradicate myself. I'm going to change if oh, I no, need no, to change. No, 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 no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. Right. About what, I, what I'm saying, though, I'm saying like whatever the system is, change, changing and eradicating are the same thing. You have to. You either have to change it, or you have to eradicate it and bring in a new one, which is still change. My point is that none of that will happen unless the mindset of everyone, changing the people who aren't in control, the and the people who are in control, we all have to change. And so I'm saying it's not about white people doing it for you or white people, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take charge of this. No, it's that we have to also, white people are going, wait a second. You have to take your responsibility. We are responsible as well. Yes. We have to do the, and, and, and that's, and, and, and also she'll look, hey, we are letting you know that, that, that we understand 
this shit's got to change and that we are yeah. responsible. And I've I, think that, white, I think that's what's happening. I've seen so, white people, I've seen white people get mad at other white people for, uh, I just watched the video today, uh, pickup truck, white guy, big, strong with his, with, his, with his glasses on backwards. You know how they put their glasses on backwards and let it <laughs> fall on their neck. You know, yell at another white person, you're a traitor. When we when we gonna get Trump back in office, all these little and he started going off on black people, and you're going down with him. We're dealing with a with oh my god, man, yo, Ty, I, I, the reason why I really don't like going into these because I'm a sound real harsh. No, 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 but okay. hold on, but but I but I, I this is the conversation that needs to be had, and there's an, a reason why I wanted uh, I wanted Sekou on 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 this podcast specifically. Because he's a member of the police force. He's been a member of the police force for two decades, at least. And he's seen a lot more stuff than I've seen, than anyone else has seen. So when I ask this question about the system changing, do, Sekou, do you see, from, what, from your perspective, because you're also a black man, because you gave the example of the person yelling in your face that Black Lives Matter, and that was a weird situation for you. What is it like being where you are? And is it possible, because to J JP's point and Ian's point, is it possible that you can have this change happen both systemically where people's mindset change and in a ju judicial system where they're like, all right, you know what? We've been getting away with a lot of shit for a long time and we've been treating people really shitty for a long time. Let's get all these people out. Is that a reality that's possible? Or are we just talking shit? Um, it's possible to a point. I, I agree with JP. I agree with both of them. And I think JP gave a really good example with the, with the boxing match thing. I would just say the one way I would change it, though, is the problem is, is that, yeah, it's the boxing match and we might need help, but it's because we're Floyd Mayweather in this scenario and we're going against Tyson Fury. We're not in our weight class. That that that's the problem, and maybe it should be more like tag team wrestling. Maybe it needs to be more like uh, like a relay race, passing the baton forward. It needs to be more of a team sport, which is what's one thing which I see here. I think that uh, from my perspective, from what I've seen in twenty years, one a lot of people's complaints are one hundred percent valid. To say otherwise is bullshit. It would, would be bullshit. One hundred percent would be bullshit. If you're going from if you're going from the standpoint of now, what are we supposed to do next? In terms of, I feel this way. Let's say you got this whole fund of police thing. They got a lot of valid points. Then that goes with JP saying, like in terms of eradicating the system. I fear that they might go too far. Yes. Because I don't want to go too far, and then I have to worry about you know the safety anarchy. Anarchy. of other people. Right. You don't want anarchy. Because, like, you know, you see right. the rise in shootings now nationwide. Mm -hmm. You know, Atlanta, New York, mm -hmm. Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's just everyone, it's, everyone's got their guns out now. And I don't, and uh, first off, and let me say that, when I say that, I don't want to get nothing confused. I'm, that got nothing to do with Black Lives Matter either, because I hate it when people conflate the whole black on black thing with, with, with those are two, two separate issues. And I can't stand when people try to, try to conflate them. I'm not. But when it comes in terms of in terms of policing and what we got to do, we got to make sure that when we do decide to do this change and and how you want policing want to be, that public safety still comes to the foremost. You got to be like, 
fine. You, we don't want brutality. We don't want misconduct. We don't want any of those things. But we also don't want people getting shot all over the place yes. either. And how do we manage to achieve both of these goals? And now, that's wanna, the questions we got to ask. I want to step out and say this. I don't believe that defunding the police is, first off, it doesn't sound right. And because it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right. And it sounds offensive. It sounds as if, you know, and don't get me wrong. We're talking about a police system that has been offending black people since the, the birth of the police system. So I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not dealing with that. But like, like, like you just said, we need the police because, because with no police, there's anarchy. And I don't trust, and here's the sad part, I don't trust my own people with policing themselves because, because, and here's a, here's, here's a, I, I love this word. Themselves. <laughs> well, 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 I don't really, I don't really know too much about, well, yeah, I do because I lived in this, <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know about white people. <laughs> Where the hell you been living at, bro? Uh, <laughs> People are shitty everywhere. <laughs> um, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> I had yeah, to, you know, I, before. You know, it was like a little man in my head said, "You better shut up, boy." What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't trust my people with policing because each one of us have our own level of what what right and wrong is. There's no base level of what right and wrong is. So you stepping on my shoe is uh, you got to get shot. It's a shoe, right. bro. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, I don't trust. So what I what I believe is that the system of the police force, instead, and and, and, I, and I've been hearing lately defunding the police. I've been hearing them change the word lately, and they've been and they've been explaining the word, not changing right. the word. They've been explaining the word because, like I said, it sounds disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Um, show me where the money's going, and then I can understand right. this money being taken from the police. Well, um, but here's here's the thing: is that it, the biggest thing is it's the left in general, and I'm on the left, the left in general is horrible at fucking branding and using words. We do it all the fucking time. Uh, and defund, whoever the fuck painted that sign and ran with it was stupid. Defund the police is not even what they're suggesting. They're mm -hmm. suggesting reform. They're suggesting taking money from some areas and putting, mm -hmm. taking the, the pressure off the police. Don't make the police do shit that social workers should do. Don't make the police do fucking, men, evaluate whether or not somebody's mentally challenged or, or, or whatever, or mental spot, health issues. like standing right there. Right, I mean, they, 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 could, they could take away, you know, we have meter maids that give parking tickets instead of cops. They could do traffic stops with, with different types of cops that aren't armed. There's all kinds of things they're talking about. It's reform of the entire system, not defunding. It's a stupid fucking word. And now everyone gets on this defund, they go, oh, we're gonna take all the money away from cops. That's not remotely what it's about, but that's what mm -hmm. it sounds like. It's stupid, yeah. See, do that. Because if they would have changed, if it would have been instead of defunding, if they would have changed the word from defunding to reimagining, it right. probably had like a ninety-five percent approval rating, just like right. right off. Yeah. So then, so to that point, this is what I want to. I want to ask Tracy. Tracy, what, what, are you in Texas? Where are you? Oh, I'm in Tennessee. Tennessee. Same thing. Let me ask you, I want to ask. You, <laughs> I grew up in Alabama, so, <laughs> so I'm all, southern all the way around. All, all three of those uh, states will be covered under this question. Do you? <laughs> Do, do you? Uh huh. <laughs> I got all my teeth. <laughs> they're ca they're, they're caps, so, actually, but yeah. <laughs> but but me, just so you know, even, even though she's a lesbian, she is married to her sister. So that's how that works. <laughs> uh, there he is. 
And she, I was about to say, she didn't deny it. I was about to say, she didn't deny it. But the thing was, like, I, oh, she's not my sister. She's not my sister. She's from so Chicago. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Being where you are and where you grew up at, to to the points of the the branding of defund the police and and how because I just saw this Biden anti Biden ad where it's like a nine one one call and it's like your call will be answered in five days due to defunding of the police, <laughs> which is so it's, stupid. It's fucking bananas. You know what? By the way, what's crazy about it is that they aired the shit on CNN, which is bananas. But that's okay. That's whole another thing. Hey, keep wasting your money. I want to ask you this, Tracy. Do you, two things, two questions. One, do you have white people that talk to you assuming that you're, you are racist? Listen, do you have white people that are racist say or do things around you assuming that you agree with them? And have you seen them believing that mindset of defunding the police means getting rid of all police? Um. Not really. Um, believe it or not, yes, the South is a hotbed of lots of bad things. I'll be the first to say that. But I grew up in a trader park. I grew up with white trash, poor blacks, and poor Hispanics all in one area. So I saw a lot of shit. And I was the kid sitting on the front steps when the sheriff would come up to make another arrest and be like, what's up, Cecil? And he'd go you know, bust down another door and grab another grab somebody out of there. So I grew up in a very unique situation. But the majority of my family and friends, they understand what defund the police actually mean. And there's not one of them that aren't for police reform. I hear this at the family dinner table all the time. Uh, we need to do something different with qualified immunity. There needs to be um, more liability, just like any professional, a doctor, a lawyer, an officer should have to carry not the officer themselves, but the department should have to carry liability insurance on officers. And that there would take care of a lot of bad apples right there with insurance regulations. Uh, we need to make whistleblowing on bad apples a crime if you don't. I mean, a, a, not a crime, but, you know, a, a right. terminable offense if you don't blow the whistle on a bad cop. No, make it a crime. Why not make it a crime? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fine, too. <laughs> that's fine, too. Um, but... Sorry, so continue. you got to reform it. And I do agree with uh, Officer Ollie over here that I don't want to I'm – a, I'm a stand behind the blue line person. I'll admit that all the time. I, I have relatives that – I served in the Army. I, had re, I have relatives that are police officers. So I don't want to ever see the police force dissolved because that interim is what scares me. What are we going to do until something new comes along? So I believe you can reform it down to its – core and then build it back up better without leaving us into a state of anarchy and i, and so, I think i'm sorry go ahead no no that's just what i'm saying and like i said growing up where i grew up grew up i see like there are people that i grew up with that are still in that trailer park you know fourth or fifth generation welfare of all colors of all creeds of all whatever and then there are people like my family that got out and there are people of all races and religions that got out and so I, I want to see opportunity, the same opportunities given to everyone. But then it uh, eventually will come down, though, to individual drive. And I really want it to be 
you know, if I want us to get to a point in this country, if somebody doesn't achieve the American dream, it's all on them. It's not on the system. It's not on anybody holding them back. That's fair. If that makes sense. Fair. So, so let me ask you, and I, and I know you want to get in here, Ian, real quick, but I, yeah. but to the point about, uh, and and JP brought it up, and 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 Sekou kind of piggybacked off of it, but I've I've seen a couple of articles and a couple of news stories of cops calling in sick. Uh, saying that they just won't show up for the job. And I saw the, the uh, I think that was in New York, the guy uh, at the port in New York that gave the speech talking about they treating us like animals out here and this and that. I think that was, New, uh, I, I think I remember. Yeah, that was New York. That was New York. So my thing is this, and this is where I have the issue, not with all cops, because I, I, I say this again, I have the utmost respect for cops, good mm-hmm. cops, because that's a job that I would never choose to do. Never. Putting your life on the line for people that you don't know is amazing. I got cousins I wouldn't do shit for. So <laughs> I, I'll tell you right now. But my thing is this, and this is where I have the problem with all of the cops standing behind certain things. One was when the old guy got pushed down and the cops wouldn't let the cop wouldn't let them help the guy. They wrote up a false report and the cops quit after those cops got reprimanded. That was one. And then two, when I see these cops in Atlanta, when they say, well, we're just not gonna show up. And to me, how I read it is, oh, wait a minute. So them asking you to do your job properly and not kill unarmed innocent black people is not is, is, is a reason for you to leave the job, period. So my question is, why aren't we saying, targeting those cops and saying- Watch the video. be wearing this, period. Well, you I know, and just go video. go fine. You want to be gone? Get the fuck out. You, you don't want to do your job properly. You don't want to be a, a, a decent human being. You don't want to be an honest and responsible and not racist person. And you're going to protest having to do shit the proper way. Then don't let the fucking door hit you in the ass mm-hmm. on the way out, asshole. Like, mm-hmm. fine. You want, to, you want to take a leave absent and be sick? Fine. You're sick for the rest of your fucking life. Go, be, go, me, go become a meter maid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're done with these motherfuckers. I, I watched see both the video. sides of it. I, w- I watched the video where... A uh, southern black guy said, a southern white guy said, you mean to tell me brown lives are more important than blue lives? And I just, I couldn't even watch the rest of the video. I was like, is, did he really think that that was, first off, there ain't no such thing as a blue life other than a, a police officer. That's not a or smurf. Or a smurf, <laughs> right. So, so it's, it's embedded and woven into that system so hard. It's in, and, 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 and once again, I, I, I applaud you guys and I have no problem with police officers like that in that sense. And uh, but it's another. Oh, don't system. worry, you can shit on them. I just assume you're not talking about me. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> not but see, all, that's not the all. attitude you should have. But, but, <laughs> right no, I, I don't even I don't even want to perpetuate. It's, it's, here's something that we got to start doing, too. Ty, and in and, 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 and Nat and, and Tracy and everybody, we got to stop shitting on. The, the 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 police officer like like how can you work for like how would that make you feel every day you come into work don't get me wrong i know there's some bad apples in here but don't call this whole bag of apples a piece of shit no we just let's try to figure out a way everything is yo you got to do away with this whole fucking system well, and, and i, 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 I want yeah, you know i understand like um like in my 20 years you know i'm in new york so only thing I only remember people really liking me 
for about 18 months after 9-11. That's it. So, so actually, today doesn't really bother me. It, it doesn't bother me as much because for most of my career, it's not like I've ever felt like, oh, my gosh, people love the police. Yeah. I've never went to parties and said, hey, what's up, guys, the detectives the in the house? No one does that. Right. No one does that. Like, <laughs> You know, I ruin parties. Once people find out what I do, I ruin parties. It's just like, no, I've I've never been like one of those people. I've ruined parties. That 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 that, that'll be the new the new party game. You show up and you go, hey everybody, I'm gonna put my knee on your neck. Let's see how (laughs) long we can survive. (laughs) I remember a real quick. I remember when I first met Siku years years ago at the club, and this is when I didn't really mind talking about weed outside the club freely. And he told me it was a cop, and I honestly waited for the punchline. <laughs> like, I was like, no, no, for real. He's like, no, no, I'm a cop. And I was like, ah, shit. Okay, I got it. So real, real quick, I wanted, I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Same topic, but I want to we address, actually, uh, we were talking about this. JP brought it up, talking about you know, we, we need cops. We cannot have anarchy. And I always say this with when we, every time somebody, and look, I, I'm a, I'm not remotely a gun nut. I'm a super lefty liberal, but people always think that means I don't have guns. I own guns because I grew up with a bunch of rednecks who hunted. So my eight, my eight, eight years old, my birthday present was a fucking rifle. Nine year old, my birthday present was a shotgun. Like I have, I have guns and, and I just don't use them. They sit up in my fucking attic somewhere. But the thing is, I'm not against guns. I'm for gun reform. I'm for proper gun laws. We're not allowed to have automatic weapons. We're not allowed to have nuclear weapons. I think that there are certain things that we should have restrictions on. But every time I get into the gun argument, you hear people say, well, if everybody had a gun, then nobody would use the gun because then the bad guys would be, would be afraid of the good guys. No. What happens is everybody thinks they're a good guy. And everybody who is afraid of somebody else automatically thinks that person is the bad guy, right? If you're, if you're racist and you got your gun on your hip and you're in a Walmart and there's fucking Ty and he's got his gun on his hip, well, guess what? Ty is there to rob the place because he's a black guy and black guys rob Walmart, right? Ty looks at me and goes, uh-oh, white guy shaved head. I'm more, sorry, bro. I'm more of a target dude, bro. Oh, okay, but- cool. All right. <laughs> so, Walmart, so, Walmart. Walmart. All right, cool, cool. So I'm about to, so, and he looks at me and goes, uh-oh, this is one of those uh, uh, right-wing neo-Nazi crazy people. He's a bad guy. Well, now we got a Mexican standoff. We got, we got to, we're, we're worried about who's going to shoot who. And perfect example of this is if you guys saw this recently, there was a woman who, a woman and her husband who uh, bumped this, uh, a woman and her 15-year-old daughter with yeah, yeah. in her car. And the lady, she reacted a little bit over the top, but she was just yelling. She was just using words. She was yelling and screaming, and she smacked the car as it went by, which I've done a million times. When cars get too close to me or almost hit me, I fuck, I'll kick the car. I'll dent it. Get, don't fucking run me over with the car. The lady gets out of her car with a fucking gun and's pointing the gun at her and freaking screaming, and the other lady's like, oh, my God, they're going to shoot us. And they, they arrested them, and then they let them go, and then they rearrested them, I guess, because they're like, oh, there's a video of it. I guess we better arrest them again. Came out today, the lady who got arrested, J- Julian uh, Westberg, she said that she was afraid for her life. Yeah. That's why she needed to pull a gun. She was afraid for her life for a mother of a mother and a 15-year-old on foot in a parking lot in fucking Walmart. And you're afraid. For, why was she afraid for her life inside of a car? 
Because of words. Because of words and probably because of the color of their skin. You were in your car, drive the fuck away. She goes, mm -hmm. oh, they were trying to block me. Yeah, because the lady said, hey, let's have a conversation. You almost ran my daughter over. How about an apology? And, in, so and by the way, by the way, she did not apologize for bumping into the daughter. Right. I just want to make it clear. I saw her interview today and she said she noticed that she bumped into something. She said, I couldn't tell whether I bumped into something or someone. She said, I turned. I saw the kid looking at me angry. And as they as they came towards me, I said, just back off. And I'm like, wait a minute. So never once did it occur to you to say, I'm sorry for right. bumping. In. So. Now here's the thing, and so this imagine is why they both had guns, right? And oh, and, yeah, the, been and, and, and the black person pulled out her gun after the white lady pulled out her gun. Anyone watching that, because of systemic racism, would be like, she had every right to shoot. That black lady pulled a gun on her. Well, though the yeah. black lady pulled a gun on her because she pulled a gun on her first. Well, we just shooting motherfuckers because we accidentally bump into each other in the parking lot. Well, this is why <laughs> women shouldn't have guns. I'm only bull symbol. I'm only <laughs> look at she down here like this. Get <laughs> I got a, we got enough guns at my house to take Panama. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I've uh, also never pulled it on anybody. So right. and that that to, to Ian's to Ian's story and this can I, can I ask this question real quick, Todd Todd? Would you feel uncomfortable if just as many black people had guns that white people had guns? Are you asking me comfortable? Yeah, yeah, just in general. Would you feel un would you feel that uncomfortable? Would you as feel uncomfortable? As, well, as long as they are licensed uh, gun owners that have went through the proper channels, I don't care if you're yellow, black, okay. purple, blue. I, um, you know. I don't, I personally, I don't own a weapon. I haven't fired a weapon since military. So um, I don't really, I don't feel the need for it. And, and you know, I also, but I also don't live on the South side of Chicago still. So it's, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Um, so to me, I don't feel the need for a weapon. And, and I don't have a problem with other people have weapons, especially black folks. I say, hey, man, it, these people are stocking weapons. These races are stocking up weapons for a reason. They, they're not stocking it up to go hunting. They, they're stocking up because they expect something to pop off soon. And, and there's, there's actually a couple of videos of people saying we're just waiting for Trump to give us the word. And we're gonna, that video. Right. We're going to go do our thing. So I am all for black people having the weapons that they need to have. And just like I said, with gun control, and, and, and Ian and I have talked about this, I don't have a problem with you having a weapon. I just think your weapon should match your neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I think it should match where you live. If you live in a in a gated community, you get a slingshot. You know what I'm saying? You don't need no <laughs> AK-47 when you're living in, you know, a gated community. But I also feel like if people's mentality, like I said, that lady pulled that gun out on a child. Listen, yeah, it was a mom there too, but you pulled out a weapon on a child. And you felt you felt justified in that. Because here's the thing. With her apology, she didn't say, I'm sorry for scaring that child. She said, I still felt bad for my life. I still feared for my life. And I still feel like I had the right to pull a weapon right. out. Tricky word. That is a, that's, a, that's a mentality right. that someone has that someone is either really? more dangerous without a weapon. Because what kind of fucking superpowers do we have to where you feel like, you can do that. So I don't I don't believe in everyone having the right to have that because you're not mentally stable. I don't think well, everybody well, and, 
I've only had to use my gun a gun once for protection. And I was living in a really bad neighborhood in Nashville. I lived in a studio apartment. Some dude was trying, somebody, I assumed it was a dude, could have been a woman, trying to come through the front door. It was the only door in the apartment. I was on the third floor. I had a shotgun, just two-barrel shotgun. All I had to do was drop some buckshot in there and chamber it. He ran. Whoever it was ran. Yes. I didn't even have to use the gun. The, the, the chambering of it was just, a, you know, well, and, and, they, and, they were gone. <laughs> and that's my, that's my point with all this gun shit is that we, even, even like you said, getting a lot, li- I have, li- I'm licensed for guns and done all- it's bullshit. They don't teach. It doesn't teach, change your mentality. And the fact is that when people go, you know, hear, I hear people say it with cops, they go, well, yeah, well, the reason cops are so scared and so, so, you know, pull out their guns is because everyone in this society's armed. I'm like, well, then that's a fucking problem. Number one, number two, what, you know, why are we all, why do we think, okay, during this pandemic thing, one of my friends said, oh, you fucking liberal. Uh, what happens when, because well, I live in, where I used to, where I live now, I mean, I've been living in the same place forever. It's a lot nicer now. When I moved here 18 years ago, we saw regular shootings. I live in the, the hood in LA. We saw regular shootings. And I'm talking like streets closed down, people getting shot on my street on, on the regular when we first lived here. Now it's, it's pretty fine. But still, I've never felt the need to go get my gun. I'm not that paranoid. But the point is that we have this mentality in America that we can defend our property. We can, and, I, and my friend said to me, okay, Mr. Liberal, what happens when, when we run out of toilet paper and canned goods and your neighbors show up at your doorstep with guns wanting to take your shit? I'm like, you know what I do? I give them fucking toilet paper and then I go buy more. I mean, am I really going to shoot my neighbor over fucking toilet paper? Am I going to go to my neighbor's house? But we have this mentality that that guy stole some shit. I can shoot him. This is property. I can kill him. And it's like, yeah. and now we're saying give everybody guns and let them walk around Walmart. And we're expecting these people to fucking be responsible. And I'm, I'm expected to, to know that I'm the good guy and Ty's the bad guy or Ty thinks he's the good guy and I'm the bad guy. It's fucking nuts to think that we're responsible enough to have fucking weapons that kill people walking around when we're fucking scared of our own goddamn shadows. Don't you think that... Just the added thing in terms of uh, being black and being a gun owner. I mean, let, let's be real. When you're black, you, 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 you're open, you can't really open carry. That's not <laughs> no. really... That, that no. doesn't really work out. You, and, and, and you got the cases. You got Tamir Rice. You got John Crawford. It's like, right. you know, the idea that you can just freely Orlando walk around with a gun and yeah. people are not going to shoot you. I'm a cop and I would never do that. Like, when I'm like, like I've, got, I've been in plain clothes and I've had cops pull guns on me. So it's just like, you know, just the idea, you know, in terms of regular civilians doing something like that. You know what? I'm all for, like, gun ownership and everybody. If you want a gun, have a gun, get trained, learn how to shoot, do all of that. But I would also say preferences. Just don't think that you can do what you see those people screaming at state capitals can do. Like, so exactly. watch this. Um, us having guns now at this point in our, in our, in our society isn't about going out hunting. I want to have a gun so that this way those that the 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 white people that have guns i can protect myself from that situation from that from the situation of the video when the white guy says we're waiting for trump to give us the word well i want a gun because if he get the word what the hell am i going to do you know what exactly. i'm saying so exactly. so when you say anybody having a gun 
then if if everybody and anybody can ha can't have a gun, then nobody should have a gun. Uh, well, I, I'm 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 closer to that because for me, you know what's going to give them the reason for that for Trump to give the word is when you get a gun. Because you are scary, you're a black man, you shouldn't have a gun because you scare me and you're a criminal. Let me, let me so throw this at he's you. got a gun, quick, everyone better go now. That's what's going to give me, him the go ahead. Let me throw this at you. When, when black people use guns the proper way, when the Black Panthers mm -hmm. did yep. they did in 1968 yep. and used the <laughs> guns the right way, the they immediately passed the law. Yep. So watch this. There is no win. There is no win. So once again, like I said in the beginning, if we can't have guns because you have guns, Nobody. then do away with the whole fucking thing. Right. Not, not, not change it. Not change it. Do away, do away with, with it. Now, Nobody. If, if we go back, now when we come back, now that right there, to the example Sekou just gave, the example that you just gave, to the example Tracy gave, and to the example Ian just gave, this all comes back to the same thing of someone's mentality that's been ingrained in them in a country that has been taught that only one group is dangerous. This is, why, this is why I say, this is why I right, say right. there is no changing of this system. You have to get rid of it. There is no changing. Well, but then it's, it's, I just hold on, hold on. change though. Hold on, huh? but, here's, but here's the thing, and this is why I say, until we actually sit there and, ex and, and examine that, because it comes back to this, it, if you in your mind only think one way, it doesn't matter what law is on the books. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they write on a piece of paper. It doesn't matter what they sign. Because it can always be rewritten, and it can always be amended. It can right. always be uh, altered. It can always be interpreted another way. It can always exactly. This is so, why. So, so we have to we have to come to this point, and, and and it won't happen during this administration. I promise you that it will not happen during this administration. It has to come immediately if it will if we're allowed to have another administration. Let's just put that out there up front. If we're allowed to have another, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If there's another administration after this, we have to start. And this is why I say I love seeing more people out there that don't look like us fighting for us. Because it'll be easier once this asshole, this demonoid motherfucker gets out. Once that happens, it'll be easier because now people are more. I'm telling you, as I drove past all these white people protesting, not one black person there. And I was like, whoa. It was I have a, never seen that. So, there was a show out called Cosmic Slop. Uh, I heard it. Oh, yeah, Cosmic Slop? In one of the episodes on Cosmic Slop, Martians came to Earth and told white people, give us all your black people and we'll, we'll heal your planet. Or anything that's wrong with your planet, we'll heal it. Just give us all your black people. And for months, white people were, well, what you going to do with them? Don't worry about what we're going to do with them. Just give us your black people. And slowly but surely, even the white people that said, no, we, we, we love our black people. No. But, uh, secretly voted to get rid of black people. I say that to say this. You don't know to what level people's honoring of, of black is. Like I, I appreciate Tracy and, and, and Mac. I see Ian. Mac. Ian. Ian. Right. I don't know why it says that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I appreciate Ian and Tracy's ballot and all the John Brown's ballot stand up for us. Right. I appreciate it. 
but it doesn't mean anything in a system that changes as it goes along what it needs when it needs it. Hold on two seconds. So that, that is absolutely true. That's absolutely right. But the, the, when, it, when, when it comes to that type of thing, we're talking about a group of people who, and I was talking about this with my, my daughter yesterday. And, and I was telling her, I said, this generation coming up is the generation that's going to understand why we need to fix this system that has been fucked up for so long. Part of it is because they hang out together, they listen to the same music, they go to the same places, they have a genuine affinity for each other. You're talking, about, said, you're talking about the, the, the like everybody today. Today's yeah, generation. The, the younger generation. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the ones that they all listen to the same type of music, whether it's garbage mm-hmm. or not, that's a whole nother podcast. But <laughs> they, they, they all listen to the same type of music, they dress the same, they do all of this stuff. Because again, to them, they re- that's just my friend over there. That's not my black friend over there. That's not my gay friend. That's my friend. So like you said, when these laws change over time, when they can be changed, I think a lot of it, and Ian said this, like I think probably about two years ago, when, when, when this dude, uh, when he was this first year in office. <laughs> Ian Harris. Yeah, yeah he said that, um, he said uh, that this guy in office, what he's doing, this is old racist white people's last mm-hmm. stand. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's why you see a lot of this pushback from these so-called Christians, so-called evangelicals, so-called conservatives, because they're like, their way of life, their way of thinking, their way of living, literally, their way of living is is on on the line. You have not seen, you have not seen it yet. It is about to get way more vicious simply because, simply because now we have been showing white people what white people look like what you look like to us. So when you see these videos of the Karens and the Beckys and the blah, 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 <laughs> after a while, white people going to blow a gasket with how they look now, how they well, that, look. That, third, that 30, 30, 35% that supports Trump no matter what, that are, you can't even argue they're racist. They're, they're, they're racist, they're stupid, they're immoral. Those, that percentage is, is dying. Vicious. It's going to be... 30%. It's going to be 25% because their kids aren't as fucking dumb as them and their kids see the rest of the world. Like Ty said, kids, kids, mm-hmm. kids grow up differently. Like I said, my, my daughter goes to, she's, she goes to Hollywood High School now, but last year she went to a middle school and she was, she was the minority, like hands down the minority. Like, and, and it's, her school had 2,000. Your daughter goes to Hollywood High? So she, she goes to Hollywood High now, yeah. Let me tell you, uh, I drove past there and I, I just stood in front of the building like, I envy any kid that goes there. It's funny because I, I always thought it was like some ghetto night school. And then I got it. Once you get inside, you're like, damn, it's kind of cool in here. Bro, uh, I, yo, I, you, you, oh, you made my heart feel even better because I swear to God, I was out the building going, this must be the best school in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 is, it is funny, though, to be like, yeah, I go to Hollywood High School. It sounds like a bad TV show. Uh, I know, right? But, but, it, but it, it's funny because, like, you know, her, her, all of her friends at, you know, when she went to middle school, like, it's, it was, we're not far from Koreatown. So there's tons of Korean kids. There's tons of Latino kids. I think, I think white and black were the same percentage. So it's like, she was a minority at her school. But the thing is that other people would go, oh, does that scare you? Is that a problem? And she was, what? what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't even occur to kids these days that, that there should be a problem. I don't think I, really racism, I don't think racism have, I don't think racism is such a strong issue on the crust of America. 
You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, on no, the it's... crust of America, we really understand blending. Uh, I'm from the Bronx. I'm on Hunts Point. Uh, I say cool. I'm on, so okay. you know, we we know we we on the crust. We know diversity. It's that middle part of America that's, and I'm sorry, Tracy. Tracy's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's that middle part of America that's scary, that holds on to it, and the South, but not even the South so much. But the scary thing about this is, because I have children, my wife is uh, Italian and Black, and my kids, you know, uh, they Nella Larson, and you know, they can pass. Uh, The, the, the beauty of America is the diversity of America. So when you say everyone is, I hate seeing those commercials now where every kid looks the same, brown, curly hair, freckle, you know, that, that, you know, that new America, that new America when white and black people get together and they make this little, this little almond looking color, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, that's horrible. That is horrible. I'm not saying that we can't blend in races. I'm not saying that, but when they mesh everyone together, you know what they're going to do at that point? Not even want that part. Not even want them. It's a, it's a clear it's a it's a clear issue of this beast. And I'm not when I say beast, I don't mean white people. I'm just talking about the vicious ones that do have the power. This beast will chew off his own arm to keep things the way they are. So it, he would even not like Ian and not like Tracy. Why? Because you don't agree with what they agree. And that 35% is a strong 35% that has vicious, systematic influence in a system that's built for them. And yes, that is absolutely true. And, and, and I wanted to ask Tracy this about uh, middle America because, and I always said this about New York. This is one of the reasons why I love going to New York because I always saw different types of people. And I used to joke about it and I said, man, if you racist in New York, you must be angry as fuck because it's, it's so many different people in the same area. So where you're from, where you grew up at, Tracy, and where you are now. And, and I know you, you, you travel as well for, for you know, for comedy. What what difference do you see from where you live, where you grew up at and the world? Is, is there is there a stark contrast or is this just something that. Is, is it a myth about the Midwest not understanding? Well, um, as far as where I grew up, I didn't really see, like, my family being, to my knowledge, being racist. I never heard the N-word growing up. Uh, my great-grandfather, um, I think, <laughs> this is awful, but um, he was a farmer. He was from Grant, Alabama. It's about 99% black. I mean, 99% white. We were out in town and he pointed at a black man and said, can, if I say something, please don't think that I go around saying this word, but he said, look at that coon over yonder. That's, that's the worst I ever got. And that's still derogatory. And I told my grandmother what he said when I got home and she laid into him. It, it wasn't a good night for him, but uh, <laughs> that's the worst. But he was like, you know, born in like 19, 1910, 1920. But like wow. my parents, I never really heard that. Um, my parents today, we have, we have, you know, we have a multicolored family. There's fam there's people of all races in my family and in my extended family. Never really saw that. Now the most, as a lesbian growing up in the South, I, to my knowledge, have never felt discrimination 
maybe that's because I'm white. You know, maybe uh, I'll admit that. Maybe somebody that's, you know, a minority color, you know, minority race as well as lesbian might have had a different experience. I never felt that. But um, probably the most uncomfortable I've ever felt on the road was in Ohio. I have to be quite honest. Uh, Did this little uh, biker bar outside of um, Dayton. And uh, I was traveling with a uh, a Sacramento comic by the name of Mark Gee. Hello, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, we walked into this little, it was him, me, him, and Jake Daniels from uh, Reading. And we walked into this uh, place, and Jake had gone on in ahead. Well, me and Mark came in later, and, like, all these, there was rebel flags all over the wall. There was a deer head and a deer butt on the wall. I've never seen that before in my life. (laughs) And I come from a family of hunters. A whole deer up there. Yeah, and uh Every man at the bar turned around and looked at us, specifically looked at Mark. And he looked at me and said, I'm black, you're lesbian, we're going to die tonight. That's exactly <laughs> what, what he said to me. But as it turns out, um, they, they, were, they turned out to be really nice, but that's the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in my life is in Ohio. And I was shocked. Um, I, but traveling everywhere, California has always been great to me, Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota. Never had any issues. I've done the most dive-ass little bars all across Tennessee and Alabama. Never had any issues. Right. Can, um, can I ask? Uh, can I ask a cool something real quick? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to forget the thought because you said something that I really should have asked you the question right when you said it. Um, you said you got a, You had cops pull a gun on you while you were in plain clothes. Yeah. One. How many times has that happened? Two. How did that? de-escalate um luckily it's only happened once and uh what what happened was i was in brooklyn uh saw a drug deal started chasing the guy chased him through the building chased him up to the roof chased him back down he he went to the he went to the fire he went to the fire escape and started running down the fire escape i'm like well i ain't doing that shit so i ran back out the building (laughs) (laughs) so i get on the radio and i saw you know i'm yelling yo Chasing male black, all black, running eastbound on Livonia. What I forgot was that at that time I was a male black dressed in all black. Hilarious. Uh, on Livonia. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so I'm chasing the guy. I see the car coming. But I'm say, all right, they're gonna get him. And I'm like, oh, why did they drive right by him? And they just went- <laughs> And then they pull up on the sidewalk and they jump out with their guns out. And it's like, get on the fucking ground. And I'm like, yo, it's me. And they're like, oh, my bad. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> well, see, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad that it turned out that way because it could have been right. way worse. And this is why, and, and this is, like I said, I, I get, this is why my heart feels good when I see people fighting for us because the stories that Tracy's told, you've told, JP's told, and, and even some of the things Ian has said and that we've experienced when we've been on the road before. Like, I, I can't, the only thing that makes me feel better about this shit, JP, the only thing that helps me deal with this, this life and not try heroin is to believe that it can be better. That is the only thing, man. And when I see these people out with these signs, marching, all these different things, man. I'm like, you know what? We just got to keep it up. But we need that. Because I know Terry Crews got a lot of shit 
for the thing that he said. I know, I know. <laughs> Yo, I tell a lot of black people, I tell a lot of black people that don't, I tell a lot of black people, because it's not a fact of you don't know. I tell a lot of black people that, that, that have that kind of coonery in their heart to stand aside, get out of this war. You're not on my side. I don't need you in this war. But let me, uh, uh, oh, God, I was going to say, man, I was going to, I was going to nail something right on the head and you brought up that coon. Uh, <laughs> I hate shucking and jiving Negroes. I really do. I really hate the shucking and jiving Negroes that, that do that just to, to feel accepted in a, in well, a society. I don't even know I, what to Terry Crews say. Well, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what he said and, and, and I have to be honest about Cause then also position. talk about because if you're gonna talk about Terry Crews, talk about that other new girl. What's this new girl name? Um, the singer. Oh my god, the, the, she really fine, but she's black, but she's light, fair skin, and she just said that. And D.L. Hughley just tore into her. Okay, well when you when you figure out say, but this is what Terry Crews said. And again, let me be clear when I say this. Doja Cat. All right. Oh. Doja Cat. So so this is what he said. He tweeted. Uh, he, he tweeted, fighting white supremacy without, he said, getting rid of white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Now, let me be clear when I say this part. The first part of his thing, his tweet, is, is absolutely right. We are going to need white people to get this done. That, that is, I, I'm sorry. I, I, it is a fact because it is a system that was created by racist white people. So in order to get rid of that system, we need these, the good white people, the people that believe in equality, we need them to help us fight this fight. Where I think he kind of messed, where he messed up at was saying it creates black supremacy. That's what he said, Ian. So that's, he got a lot of flack yes. for that. Because he said it creates black supremacy. And so a lot of black people jumped on that. And it was like, yo, what the fuck? Because that part was unnecessary. I agree with the first part. Like, yeah, we need them to fight this fight. But here's we can word. have them. Huh? Here, here's something that they've been playing with. They've been playing with our emotions, both black and white. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a podcaster, too. So if I if I seem like I take the lead in your... in your, I'm sorry, bro. You know I podcast as well. So I just feel like... Okay. So... Uh, Here's something that they play around with, with both, both races, all genders, everything. Here's something that they're playing around with right now, and we are holding on to this like it will be God. The word systematic. They have been saying to us, systematic racism, systematic this, systematic blah, 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 systematic this. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, love, Tracy and Ian. And they're never going to admit on solid paper to anything systematic because the second they agree that something has been systematic they have occurred over a five how long has this country been in existence nearly four or five hundred yeah. a four five hundred year debt and that word systematic will 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 hurt them in any argument that they will ever try to fight in any court system because now all we got to do now is track back to when it and, and improve the systematic in it. You know what I'm saying? But, but see, I, see, I think I think the mis uh, I, I I agree with what you're saying, but I think the mis mistake you're making is you say they. Who the who when the I fuck say, are they? See, not, not exactly. So the above point I, is that we just replace they, because I ain't a they. No, exactly. not a they, I, I, I said right? that earlier. Remember when yeah, I said so we got to replace they. Right. We can't pinpoint the they. Right. I'm so glad you said this, Ian. We can't pinpoint the they. So because we can't pinpoint the they. 
in our eyes, the they is you. Right. And the reason why I don't trust is because this beast and not Tracy, beautiful Tracy and not great Ian. When I say this, I want to I want to keep I, I, I have to keep reiterating this because in my family, I have white people in my family. I have white people. You know, last Thanksgiving must have been one of the most uncomfortable Thanksgiving because I had so many different cultures that I didn't recognize dinner. I was like, this is dinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was sitting, I was looking around like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, uh, so I'm not saying Ian and Tracy and all the beautiful white people and, and, and the colorful people that we are. But it's been white people that have been hiding behind what's good. So I don't need you on my side. And I, and I not know that you're not going to be the traitor. So if you want to help me, help me from your side and get rid of that. And yeah, no, that's, that. that's, that's what I'm talking. That's what I was saying, too. I, right. I mean, because we can't rely on President Kanye. Um, yeah. By the swing vote. Yeah. By, by the way, talk about if, 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 if Terry Crews is bad, Kanye, I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. First off, first off, how arrogant is it that Trump thinks, you know, this is a plan because Kanye said, what, a month ago, I broke up with Trump. I don't like Trump anymore. I'm no MAGA no more, blah, blah. And then conveniently, a month later, I'm running for president and I'm hoping to take all the black vote away from 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 Biden, which A, he won't happen. He, he can't even get registered in, in anything but like seven states, it's too late. But I think what's hilarious to me is that Kanye and Trump are mm -hmm. both such morons mm -hmm. and they're so fucking narcissistic and egotistical that they think that all black people are gonna vote for Kanye. Like that's well, what they think. That's but fucking you know, nuts to me. But didn't Biden say the same thing? Yeah. Didn't but he see, say now, that? Uh, but this is what happens. This is what happens, and this is—I don't understand. I, sometimes I feel like I'm—I'm I'm crazy when I when you you elect a clown. <laughs> this this is what happens when you put a clown in a place of. Let me tell you something, and 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 anyone can understand. This is. Damn, I can't believe. This. <laughs> Do you understand that in any normal setting, in any normal setting? If a dude came to you and told you he had no experience, was corrupt, you could prove that he was corrupt, and he didn't know how to read. And he lies there, constantly. And he <laughs> lies constantly. He wouldn't even get hired to mop a fucking floor. So the fact that they put this dude in the position of the most powerful person in the world should tell you exactly where we are as a country. But now, that was one thing. Now, here's what's even more scary about putting that goofy-ass clown in office. <laughs> We're three, four, three, almost three or four years into this dude's presidency, and he still has a high approval rating amongst evangelicals, Christians, so-called conservatives, so-called smart people. Do you understand how much you have to fucking ignore for a dude to fire a pandemic team, ignore all the warnings, force you and your family to wear masks and then say, well, you know what? We should give him another four fucking years. This is where we are. So when Kanye comes into the picture and says, yeah, you know what? I think I'm a vote. Instead of people laughing that goofy dumb bitch off the stage, they're like, well, you know, probably we should probably give him a check. Anybody <laughs> seriously considering that dude? 
and, and I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it every fuck every time, every every podcast. I'm gonna say it now. If you're not smart enough to vote and you don't know the issues, you should not be allowed to vote. I don't care what anybody says. I'm gonna. That's my platform. I'm running for president now, and that's my platform. But one thing, Ty, I, I agree with you. But I would say the I would say the thing is, people who support Trump, it's not about that they're ignoring things. They're not ignoring anything. It's all about the thing is he hates what they hate, and that's why they support him. There's right. no way. There's no way you can like Trump and not know he's an idiot within five minutes of hearing him talk, unless you're an idiot yourself. So it's Ty, either you tell him, you tell him my secret. comes out of his mouth, or you're stupid. It, it, those are the only two options. There is nothing this man has said in his time in office that made you think he's articulate, he's intelligent, he's well-versed <laughs> on any issue that he reads. And, and plus, on top of that, with the Kanye thing, the one thing I want to say with the Kanye thing that, that kind of bothers me, why are black people getting all the slack and worry about well, that if Kanye gets gets decides to run for president, we're going to vote for him. No, seventy percent of rap of rap music is bought by white people. Oh my! No God. one is even talking about like no one is even talking about Kanye taking votes away from Trump or Kanye taking votes away from Biden for white voters. Why is it that black people that people think that somehow we're going to be the only dummies? Well, that's that I, I, I don't I don't think anyone's going to vote for Kanye. But what I right, think is. Exactly. Well, that's the weird thing to me is that, is that obviously to me, this was something that Trump and Kanye cooked up. Mm-hmm. That's how dumb mm-hmm. they are, to, in my mind, that they think that's the answer to take black votes away from Biden. That's what, I, that's what Trump, well, you know that Trump's sitting around going, wait a second, Kanye will take all the black vote away from Biden and I'll win. Like he thinks that. <laughs> that's how well, fucking nuts and out of touch This that entire election is going to be interesting, even because you've got- yeah, you've got Biden, who no one really likes. I mean, I think he's got dementia. I mean, I, I swear, I, I don't want to vote for him. I don't. And um, then you got Trump, and then you've got definitely has Kanye, and then you've got, you know, actually fairly great libertarian candidate, Joe Jorgensen, who I'm considering voting for. No. And so you're going to see, I think, a greater division of votes this time than you even did last time, because I think what Gary Johnson, who was a libertarian candidate, got like three to five percent of the vote, which is really good for a third party. You know, um, um, I think the problem is that our system, it leaves us with these clowns. I mean, I can't remember the last time I was really satisfied with either major party candidate. I mean, it's been a long time. I, I think I would want to see this country go to term limits. I'm embarrassed to say that I'm embarrassed to say this, but uh, Ty, did you tell did you tell a room my my secret? And I don't even want to say it no more. Uh, <laughs> no. Know, no, 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 I didn't, know, I didn't tell know. him. Good, you I tell didn't. him because I, I I don't even want to say it no more because I'm embarrassed now. Uh, you voted for Trump? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, he, I voted for Trump. But now, but then let me tell you something. That to, to to JP's credit, to his credit, because we did talk when he first did it, but to his credit. He said he voted for him because he wanted to see him shake it up. Now, years later, I did not think this motherfucker was gonna shake it up like this. Goddamn it! Exactly. He, he shook this shit down. Uh, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like he came. I around. voted for Gary Johnson. Don't feel bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but my see that's what I'm saying. I I always say to people, if he if he if you thought he was gonna do something the first time around, that's one thing because it, it can happen. I got a friend who I considered a, one of the nicest people, most genuine like super cool people on the planet he voted for trump 
on one issue, which I don't understand single issue voters anymore. I really just don't get that. But he voted for him because Trump said he was against abortion. <laughs> now, let me tell you where the anger came in. The anger didn't come in from the first vote. It was confusion on the first vote because I'm like, how would you believe that this dude has never had an abortion? That That's <laughs> something. But then the other thing is, I asked him years later. He's paid for several. <laughs> he is one. Fact, uh, I, I asked him. I, I, asked him later, I asked him years later when the kids were in cages, and this is where the problem came in. And, and later, after all of the shit, I asked him. I said, "Hey, would you vote for him now?" And his answer was, "Well, it depends on who he's running against." And that's where the problem came in because I was like, "Well, wait a minute." But we had good Democrat. There were good Democratic candidates. I mean, I believe his, his but, but crazy. Andrew Yang. I think Andrew Yang would have been a much better Democratic candidate. But, but, than what but listen, we have listen though. Here's here's the one. Here's a couple things you have to re need to remember. Okay, please. Anyone thinking about still voting third party or not voting? Listen. At this point, whether you like it or not, we're vote. First off, Biden. He doesn't have dementia. He has a stutter. It's well documented. He's been talking like that for forty fucking years. When you watch him, you can see he's completely. They've done cognitive tests. He's fine. Trump actually does have dementia. Or syphilis. They're not sure which one. Oh, uh, my God. It's true. It's true. It's true. They, they, it, he's, he's mentally, he's cognitively. There should be upper limits for who can run for president. I, I agree. Upper limits. Right now, I think are, the cutoff is like 65. Right now, though, we are voting yeah. Trump or Maybe not lower. Trump. We have to vote not Trump. You have Four to. years, vote for whoever the fuck you want to vote for. But right now, we have to get this motherfucker out of office or we're not going to have an election in 2028. We, we have to That's pull great. together. That's a great. Uh, that's a great uh, uh, promotion. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make the. I'm gonna make the banner right here. To this year's voting is either Trump or not Trump because Biden ain't the answer, but he's not Trump. And, and here's the other yeah. thing: is and here's the other thing. Biden is 178 years old. He's not gonna make two terms. He might not make one term. So we're voting for Susan Rice, who's fucking great. Kamala Harris who's better than Biden, and, and, uh, and Elizabeth Warren, who's probably the best candidate we've ever fucking had, but she's a woman and she's also a little bit older, but she's still eight years, nine years younger than, than Biden. So we're voting for whoever he's fucking picking, maybe Val Demings, I'm not sure. But, and he's also gonna surround himself with people who have an IQ over 75, yeah. unlike Trump. <laughs> but but I, let, me, let me ask, let me ask Sekou something real quick, because you brought up Camilla Harris. What do you think about her? Because she gets a lot of shit because she prosecuted a lot of people. And so a lot of black folks hate this woman. They hate her. You being in law enforcement, is that legit hate or is it propaganda people put out there about her? Or is, what, what do you think? I think based, I, I like Kamala Harris. And um, this is the thing, because you know how everything, I guess, gets sickly, things change over time. At one point, being a prosecutor in politics was a great thing to be. You know, the, the thing is, so many politicians came from being prosecutors. You know, Elliot Spitzer, Chris Christie, Rudy Giuliani. Um, well, three people that had scandals, but still, <laughs> they were all prosecutors. You know, it was, right, right. It was you were championing the fact that you threw a lot of people in jail and blah, 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 blah. That was Kamala. She was, what, San Francisco DA, the attorney general. I think she's fine. I think, you know, from her track record and everything. And I think more importantly, it's not even as much as these days in terms of she did what she was supposed to be doing in the yeah. times that she did yeah. them. 
and she did them at a time. It's like same thing with Biden with the 94 crime bill. The 94 crime bill is a horrible thing now. No one said that in 1994. Right. It's like, it's revisionist history. It's like no one said in, no one said in 94, there was, there was no Republican or Democrat except Bernie. I guess Bernie was the only one. That, but he even voted for it. That said the 94 crime bill is a horrible thing. Everybody was law and order. Now the past five years, people aren't as law and order as much, which is fine. Kamala Harris, though, she's gone with the trend. She's less law and order now. So whatever people fear, I guess, or whatever about her, she is being a politician. She went with the wind. She's gotten more liberal. Right. So I don't, think, it, I, think, I, think it, I don't think it matters yeah. as much. You don't want anybody being a prosecutor. At this and, to, and to your point, because you, I'm glad you said that, because it drives me nuts. I'm not saying like Nazi Nuremberg, I was following orders, but she was working as a DA and the attorney general yes. in the 90s and early 2000s. So first off, people are mad at her because she prosecuted weed crimes. Well, guess what? It was illegal then. That was her job. Sorry, she had to. Was she going to go? I can't. I'm not going to prosecute anybody. That she she's not responsible for that job. Second of all, there was a shit ton of crackdown on gang. And if you lived in California in the '90s, I don't care who you are. You were like, all right, can we stop shooting each other? It was. She was the the first one to prosecute under the Revenge Porn Act too. She got like two really awful bonuses. Two really awful websites taken down because she got the owners prosecuted. Right. So, I mean, so, she's so done a, a lot of good. Yeah. These were websites yeah. where people would post like lewd pictures of exes and, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as they, a senator, there's, if you look at their voting record, there's actually this a website called Progressive Punch. And what they do is they rank everybody's, every senator's voting record from, from last term all the way to life. And they rank them as who's the most progressive based on not, not what they say, but what they vote. She's number two. Everyone thinks Bernie's number one. Bernie's number 10. Number one is, is uh, Senator Markney from, from Massachusetts. Then it's Kamala Harris. Fifth is Elizabeth Warren. Ninth is Cory Booker. And 10th is, is uh, Bernie Sanders. So if you want to look at progressive voting record, Kamala Harris, is, is the, the, she's the best one. She's the most progressive. So the people that think she's like this cop and she, she's, she, just, she votes progressive. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know, the people that- But that's, that's, but that's why- thing, that's, I'm wait, sorry, one thing I was gonna say also about prosecutors, if you actually wanted to do a progressive change with that, the United States is one of the few countries that being of a DA is an elected, elected position. So the thing is, this is where you fall into things where then political wins favor what you might do or not do. Like, perfect example, the Duke rape case. Like, right. from the get-go, that DA should have known that those those guys, like, one of them was a racist, but they weren't a rapist. You right. know, mm-hmm. being a racist doesn't make you a rapist. He had the evidence that showed he wasn't a rapist. But because he wanted to pander to the black people in Durham and get reelected, he decided to prosecute these guys, even though... Two, you know, they all had airtight alibis. The other stripper at the party knew that. And this is the whole thing. When you get examples of that with the DAs, how they, um, you know, the things that in terms of they might not be doing their best job because they're worried about elections. Right. That's how you also fall into a lot of these issues that people complain about. I think, right. that, I think that as a society, we get real hypersensitive about, first off, what your duty is. Um, when these guys, when I, when I hear these guys track records and all this kind of stuff and blah, 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 
uh, I, I do I do concern myself with whether or not it was done by the book, done correctly, uh, done. But other than that, what a person's job is is what a person's job is. If if she was a prosecutor and she prosecuted, I didn't just throw a number out a million a million people. My question is, was there a million people that needed to be prosecuted? So That's like, a, and I said the same thing. Yep. Right. So so why are we sitting here questioning if whether or not she did her job and who she did her job with? If the at a certain point we got to pull up our own bootstraps. Like like uh 4th of July weekend out here in New York there was 30 shootings, 10 homicides in black neighborhoods. So I posed the question, well who who are we blaming now? Yeah. Who who are Can we I, blaming now? Now, here's, here's what I'll say about that. And I know we got to, I know we got to get ready to go in a second. I know that, but uh, I have to say that because to, to what you just said, you're, you're a thousand percent correct that we need to take care of ourselves, our neighborhoods and look out for each other. Because I remember a time where I could sit on my porch in Chicago and not even think twice about anything like that. We could walk neighborhood to neighborhood. It was no issues, no nothing like that. So I miss those neighborhoods. I miss those black neighborhoods to where we, really looked out not even policing we just looked out for each other that mm -hmm. that those i missed that but what i don't want people to do is i don't want them to conflate the two and say well since we kill each other then we can't be out here marching i'm not saying you just said that i'm saying that we can't let them politicize those things because here's the difference between black on black crime and white on white crime White people kill each other at just as much of a high rate as black people do. Yet the system is still in place to make white people feel safe in their neighborhoods and even in other neighborhoods. So when people say, oh, well, you know, why are y'all complaining? Why are y'all out there marching? Y'all killing each other. Hey, man, need, those don't have anything to do with each other. Because if a white person kills another white person, a white person still can call the cop on a black person in a park walking the dog. It still can happen. So we have to still come back to the idea of saying, listen, we're human beings. People commit crimes because they're in close proximity. That's what happens. If you're close to white people and you're white, you're probably going to commit a crime against a white person. Same thing with black people. Same thing with Asian. Same thing with Hispanic. I just think that we have to come back to this thing. Black folks, this is separate from cops, this is separate, separate from legislation, anything like that. I think black folks need to come back to this thing of understanding that we already are going up against the stacked system. Already, already. When you leave the house, you're going up against the stacked system. We need to understand that looking out for each other is paramount because it helps us move everything forward. And when we do that, it'll be easier and we won't have these situations where we have the killings, as you just said, happen in New York, the, the shit that happens in Chicago, and by the way, to anybody watching the fucking show, Chicago is not the barometer for crime in the United States. In, in fact, in fact, in fact, it's actually they always use Chicago. You know what? The, the reason this is a fact. The Same reason that Trump uses Chicago is because that's where Obama's from. Exactly. So, but in, in reality, and because Illinois and Chicago is a liberal state, the fact is Chicago is 30th on the list of violent crime per capita. Yeah, St. Memphis, Louis. Tennessee. Memphis, Memphis St. Louis. is horrible. St. Louis Memphis, is bad. Atlanta, Atlanta's up there. Atlanta's bad. Uh, New Orleans is horrible. Um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, there's, yep. there's, there's Birmingham, the Alabama. Birmingham, I've never Alabama. seen the first 48 in Chicago. 
I've never seen the first yeah, 48. And, and, and yeah, it happens, but, but there's a lot of, but there's a lot of freaking people there. It's, it's, um, you know, you have to look at per capita. You have to look at a lot of other reasons. Also, they, they lump in violent crime and then they'll say shootings and they'll mix, they'll, they'll conflate those two and be like, there was 10,000. No, no, no. That was violent crimes, but but that could have been anything. That could have been a a, bra, a bar fight or whatever. And they put it in there, and they go, "Look at all this." And and statistically, it's bullshit. Just Trump latched onto that because that was fucking Obama, and he wants to be able to say Obama's state and Obama's home city. Uh, but um, but yeah, Ty, we have we are half an hour over, so we got to go. Um, all right. Let's let's let everybody let's go around. Uh, JP, tell people where they're where you're at, where they can find you, and anything you got to promote, and then uh, and then we'll hey, go around. Hey, this is your boy JPZ. You know how I do. You come, you show up, and I show out. Once you show up, I show out. You check me out on any platform. Just look up JP Justice Labs. I have a very uh, uh, engaging uh, podcast. I don't even have a time. Whenever I throw it up, I get people in the room called instigated talk where I let the people talk back and you guys tell me what you think. And then we all, it's like a big old forum where everybody talks about everything. Um, other than that, man, you can find me on all social media platforms. JP justice laughs. Nice. Uh, Tracy. Go for it. Tracy. Oh. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Keto, that's Keto, K-E-T-O, and Crime, spelled with a K. It's a true crime channel and weird history channel. Uh, enjoy doing that. I also have a, the audio version of it as a podcast on all major streamings called Thought Crime. And other than that, you'll see me on the road sometimes with Ian, sometimes with by myself. But uh, thanks a lot for having me on. Stay cool. And what's up? Yeah, Sekou Ali, you'll find me in, uh, if you're not finding me in a comedy club, you can find me on Facebook, Sekou Ali, Instagram, The Real Sekou Ali, and you can find me on Twitter, The Real Sekou Ali. What's nice. up? And, uh, and for us, guys, we have a Facebook page now, Critical and Thinking. So it's facebook.com slash critical and thinking. We're on iTunes, uh, all those places where you subscribe. Please like us, rate it, give us a review. It helps out. Um, if you want to go to the Patreon, we don't do anything extra. I'm going to tell you that right now. But it helps us pay our bills. It's very small. We'll be adding stuff eventually. Um, and we might do another read. We, we read Michael uh, Michael Bolton. Uh, we read <laughs> John Bolton's book. We should have read Michael Bolton's book. It would have been better. <laughs> we, read, we read John Bolton's book. We might read Mary Trump's book again. And we're going to be putting those up maybe as extras on the, on the Critical Thinking podcast as well. So go there. Like, subscribe, whatever. Um, and I want to think really quick before I move on. Uh, you know where to find me. I'm easy to find. Uh, but we have Michelle and, and uh, uh, Babette. We had uh, Brett. We had Derek, who made a great point. Also, don't forget you're voting for the for the uh, Supreme Court. Uh, we yep. have Robert. We had we had a whole bunch of people actually um, chime in over here, and we didn't get a chance to get to them all. But thank you all. I was I was trying to work it into the conversation when I could. All your comments. Hi. Uh, you can find me at ComedianTyBarnett.com, which has links to all the social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, yeah, Facebook. I think I'm just leaving it at that. I, I, I'm going to get rid of TikTok. I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I'm going to do TikTok. Uh, so, uh, yeah, ComedianTyBarnett.com has all the links. Uh, and um, got a couple of things coming up. I can't really talk about them right now, but um, check them out. Uh, go to the website. You'll see that. I want to thank all of our guests. I want to thank Tracy. I want to thank JP. I want to thank Sekou. This is everything that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's fantastic, fantastic hour and a half. And uh, thank you to all the guests that chimed in over here. Derek, Todd, Corey, uh, Vince, Laura, and Ty. 
Uh, thank you all very much. Critical and Thinking Podcast, Ty Barnett. Ian Harris. I want to thank all of our Peace.